Good morning. Good morning. As we begin our convo time, or we begin our convo gathering, please put away electronic devices and enter, enter into this community time together without distractions. I'm Randy Horst of the Art Department, and welcome to today's convo. It's called North and South, a special themed student art exhibit that currently is in the Good Library Basement Gallery. The exhibit itself is sponsored by the Art Department and co-sponsored by the Art Club. Um, please enjoy the images I'm about to show you, which are some of the works in the exhibit, while I sort of talk about um, some of the issues involved uh, with the exhibit itself. First of all, I'd like to say that the arts, I mean all the arts, are important, partly because they differ, they're different from propaganda. Propaganda tends to focus on short-sighted truths that mask big picture lies. In contrast, the arts help us remember the big picture truths. Things like, in some form, all things can be both good and bad. All choices, on some level, are both right and wrong. And that all people can be both saints and sinners. And the arts sort of help us keep that perspective one reason they're interesting, they're mysterious, they help engage us because it's not a simple uh, jingle that they're trying to present for us. Uh, we offer our students, we do this exhibit every year, every year we change the theme, and we offer the theme as a means for our students to explore and express. One of the reasons people make art is to find out what they don't know. They make art to discover what they think, in other words, how do you feel about a particular topic? They also make art to explore their values. Again, part of those broader truths are beginning to figure out when something's important to you and maybe where it's not, or when something's painful, and when it's maybe some place where it's a celebration. The theme we picked, North and South, we picked it so they could be interpreted in many different ways. It could be an exploration of issues of geography, it could be an exploration of cultural differences. It could be an exploration of issues of migration and immigration. And it can also just be an exploration of polar opposites. As the images continue, I'd like to share a few uh, comments by some of the artists about their work in the exhibit. Chicago was the first big city I visited. It was like being in a whole different world. The pieces in my piece I've staggered, pointing them in all directions, because life can take you in all sorts of directions.
Immigrants often expect to see big and beautiful cities. Much of hearing society is still ignorant to the ways of the deaf, deaf community, which can lead to oppressive actions. These kids inspired me to represent some of the differences between the third world and the first world. I wanted to communicate the difficulties of being on SST and then returning home and then feeling that something's now missing. What is North? Does it actually exist? Or is it just another social construct? I used mixed media to represent the diversity of people and the loudness of their voices. This piece represents a combination of different memories from my dad back when I lived in Mexico. I drifted to polarization and how differences push people apart. If one can earn a higher income, providing for your own family becomes less of a struggle.
We know there are many more things that unify us than divide us, such as the simple fact that we are all under the same sun. As you can see from both the images and the comments, artists have found very personal connections and ideas from which to start their artwork. This year's exhibit included 66 different artists presenting 81 different works of art, of which again, you're only seeing a portion of. The works range from works in drawing, ceramics, watercolor, photography, and sculpture. I've also asked some of the artists in the exhibit to share with you a little bit more about their own work, how it developed, what was on their particular mind. The artists we'll hear from today are Olivia Martin, Lee Berge, Eugene Kim, and Joel Laura. Joel's presentation, by the way, will be uh, a video presentation. Now I invite Olivia to come up and share. Looking at me, there's no way to tell that my life has been tough. I exhibit the trappings of pretty much every privilege there is. Even talking to me, it's kind of impossible to tell that I've been anything but perfectly happy for my entire life. But that is extraordinarily far from the truth. When I was seven, I was incorrectly diagnosed with bipolar disorder. As a result, I was improperly medicated and completely miserable. Nobody really likes fifth grade, but for me it was kind of a haze of anger and fear that directed itself towards anything that moved. I knew it was un unsustainable, but I was too scared to ask for help and too mad to treat myself gently. Then when I was 11, a miracle happened. I mean, okay, call it what you want. But an extraordinary number of circumstances lined up um, to create a path out of my misery, and in my book that is called a miracle. I was correctly diagnosed with severe mood dysregulation and comorbid disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, as well as generalized anxiety disorder and attention deficit disorder. Now that mouthful of nonsense means that I am predisposed to be both irritable and anxious more often and more severely than your average person. It also means I talk a lot. Now, I know that's all very depressing, but the miracle I mentioned wasn't just the correct diagnosis, although I have long suspected that the timing of it saved my life. At the time, uh, there were researchers at the National Institutes of Health, or NIH, who were particularly interested in those diagnoses. So I signed up for an inpatient study on their campus in Bethesda, Maryland, which meant that I had to live there for two months. And because I had to leave my home, I found a new one. That study was the first of many, and over the past seven years, I've been slowly coming to the realization that I know exactly what I want to do with my life. I want to be a research statistician at NIH within the mental health division that helped transform my life and became my home. So, okay, I realize that this story sounds like it has absolutely nothing to do with all of this, but if you saw the NIH campus from above, you might start to notice some of the same lines up here. And if you think about an aerial view of Goshen College, you might start to recognize the shapes of the paths on the lawn or the roof of the Umble Center. So this piece is a digital cubist piece um, that, in which I overlaid 
My two homes that I found each time I left the one I was born in, one here in the north and one in the south. The part of my heart that I left at NIH tugs at me every day, trying to pull me south with all its strength. Some days the pull is so strong that it hurts and I want to be back at NIH, back in that enormous building that I can't navigate, surrounded by the kindest people in the world. I want to fast forward through the next four years and go back to Maryland so badly that I can taste it. But at the same time, I'm painfully aware of how fast time is passing. A friend of mine once told me that my first year would go by in freshman time because everything would seem so long and drawn out. And I'm starting to see past that filter at how soon my time at Goshen will be over, and sometimes I want to hold on to freshman time. I know that once I go back south, part of my heart will stay here in the north. And I, I wish I could do in real life what I did in this piece and pull the pieces of my heart together, but barring a highly unlikely global, global catastrophe or some sort of poorly defined wish-granting eldritch patient, patron, I will never be able to have both at once. It's possible that my heart could be just a little bit broken for the rest of my life, but instead of mourning that break, I'm filling that fracture with gratitude for the fact that every time I left my home, I found a new one. My name is Lee. This is my first year here at Goshen. This is my piece, I've named The Silencer. It is mixed media on paper. When I heard the theme North and South, I interpreted it as more abstract, as more political. I saw North and South as opposites rather than a physical direction. And so I went with that and I wanted to explore particularly the idea of singular people being given power with the rest of the multitudes of people not having power. And within that, I wanted to look at the idea of when you give someone power, you also give someone the ability to silence the people around them. And so I did this piece in two components, the left side and the right side, kind of to mirror that north and south, the opposites. The left side is the people drawn in color with detail to show the diversity of them and their voices and the beauty of their voices. And on the right side, I have the black and white man, the silencer. And he is pen and ink, no midtones, just black and white to show his singular viewpoint and the power that he has. And as the people on the left are getting closer to him, they lose definition and they lose color as he is taking their voices away. And I chose this partially because of the current political climate and my recent experiences. And I also wanted to explore how polarizing it can get to have power and to have misuse of power. And that's what I wanted to convey in this piece. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Yujin, and I'm a sophomore double majoring in graphic design and sustainable food systems. So this piece is called There is Freedom in the Water, Medium is Pencil, and I drew this last semester for my drawing class. When I heard the theme of this year's student art exhibit was North and South, I immediately thought of my country, Korea. 
After World War II, Korea was divided into North and South and still remains divided. When we think of North and South Korea, the first things that pop into our minds would probably be the leaders of each country, differences in political, economic, and social system, missiles, war, and lots of tensions. I think about these things, but my thoughts don't end there. I continue to think about my grandparents who fled from North to South during the Korean War. I think about the language and letters we use. I think about the food we love, and I think about the long history we share. For the North and South exhibit, I wanted to put a spotlight on the similarities we share that are often hidden by our differences. In order to illustrate this, I began by drawing the contour of the Korean Peninsula and started filling in the shape with fish and waves. The shape of Korea, which represents the divided land, eventually became a body of water. Water is a symbol of freedom and unity because there are no borders in water. The fish represent people who are moving freely without any restraint, hesitation, and fear. On the other hand, the flowers that are located on the top and bottom of the drawing represent the national flowers of North and South Korea, which act as a symbol of division. My drawing reflects the style of Minhwa, literally meaning painting of people, which is the traditional folk painting of Korea. I use this particular style to incorporate the pre-division state of Korea to my drawing because Mina was created and developed long before the division. The use and selection of medium, style, and subject matters in my work indicate the disconnection in our connected world and reflect my personal hope toward freedom and peace in the peninsula. Thank you. Who don't know me, my name is Joe Lara and I am a second year art major and Spanish minor. Before I begin talking about my piece, I want to thank Randy Horst for inviting me to speak today and for putting up the gallery, which is co-sponsored by the Art Club. I want to thank all of you for coming today and hope that you come and visit the gallery sometime soon. So to begin the piece I created for this specific theme, North and South, is titled Extraño. It is a watercolor piece inspired by the theme itself and focuses on the topic of immigration, a hot topic that has been around for quite a while and will be in the years to come. In this piece, I chose to focus my painting around a geometric face that, whose, whose gender is not identified, but gives a sense of it being a person who identifies as an immigrant. I, for one, can identify myself with this piece and the struggle to live in a foreign country in search of a better life and more opportunities. The word extraño translates to stranger, but it can also be used as follows, extraño, which then translates to I miss you. A phrase that I feel adds to my subject matter about immigration and connects back to the separation of families who decide to come to the United States. So for this specific piece, I decided to go off a previous piece that I had painted earlier in the semester. I used a wash technique throughout the entire piece, allowing the colors to overlap one another as you can see in different parts of the painting, you can see how the colors overlap, the green with the blue, or the green with the blue and the orange. The intention was to paint with the colors of the earth and, reflects, and be reflected on the person's skin. I made sure to leave the geometric shapes untouched 
and then later painted with intense solid colors, such as the red, the black, the orange, the blue, the yellow, and the yellow-green. The choice of geometric shapes and lines was an approach to create a flat and decorative piece, which is more two-dimensional and has no depth. So one thing to point out is the zigzag lines that represent borders, and in this case, it is the southern border that separates Mexico and the United States. Another thing to point out is the diamond shapes that are connected to the circular shapes, which in this case represents the eyes. And the diamond shapes are a representation of tears that come from immigrants who go through discrimination, hatred, and experience racism. So I was very happy for this year's theme, and I hope that my artwork and that of the rest of those who submitted a piece into the gallery motivates you and touches you in some way. This was my own representation of the North and the South, but it is for sure not the only one. This year's theme can be represented in many ways. And to close off, I just want to tell you those fortunate to be born here to stand up for those who are not as lucky or fortunate to be born in this country. It is a country that many people around the world look up to and see it, and see it as a place to escape the violence or poverty in their own country. There is so much hate towards immigrants like myself, but that is not all there is in us as humans. There is compassion, kindness, caring, willingness, and much more. We have to be willing to accept each other for, those, for who we are and put aside our differences. In realidad, todos somos extraños, y no es hasta que nos acostumbramos a nuestro alrededor que reconocemos que ninguno de nosotros es más raro que el otro. In reality, we are all strangers, and it is not until we get used to our surroundings that we recognize that none of us are any weirder than the other. Yes, we are strange, but so is everyone else. It simply takes time for us to know each other better and realize that at the end of the day, we are all here. I've asked Nassim, who is the president of the art club, to come up because she has an announcement she would like to make. Good morning, everybody. All right. Our club is starting a new tradition of a masquerade ball, and on behalf of the art club leadership, I would like to invite all of you students, faculty, and staff to our amazing masquerade ball. This Friday, the 10th, um, 9 p.m. to um, 11.30 p.m. Um, in the Arts Building, which is the building between <laughs> Union Building and the Ad Building. Um, we have live music played by uh, amazing um, student bands um, like Goshen Panic and Machuludos Yepaludos. <laughs> That's a hard name for me to pronounce, sorry. Um, and two honorary DJs, DJ Jahan and um, communication professor Kyle Hufford is going to also DJ for us. So it's going to be awesome. Um, the theme-wise, um, you can go all out with your clothes if you would like or not. But the most important part is that you would have to have a mask. So don't forget that. And if you don't have a mask yet, our club is also hosting a mask making station tomorrow, Thursday, at 6 p.m. connector first. So be there or be square.
Thanks, Nassim. Okay, also part of our tradition is that we use today's convo also as our reception for the exhibit. So what that means is you're all invited if you want to take the time, and there are refreshments to follow us over just that short walk over to the good library. When you walk in the main door, if you go to the left and down the stairs, it'll deposit you right at the opening of the gallery. It's not that big of a space. The pieces are way more interesting and way more impressive in person. So I hope to see you over there. If not today, then maybe some other time with the exhibit. It's still up until almost the beginning, or up, up to about spring break. Thank you and have a good day.